The main thing is just realize the opportunity here because the reality of it is, is that we all sell time. If you're in the service industry, that's all you're doing. And AI is an absolute game changer when it comes to this in this department, because again, the vast majority of the tasks that we're doing, especially in the office, they're not difficult tasks. They're tasks that AI can easily handle. This is the PMP Industry Insider Podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome out to another episode of the PMP Industry Insider Podcast, where we take a look at what is changing in the pest and loan industries, and we take you to the front lines of those that are driving those changes. As always, I'm Donnie Shelton, owner of Triangle Home Services, which has my two favorite, two favorite pest and lawn companies, Triangle Pest Control, as well as Triangle Lawn. And with me is the Uber, Uber CPA of the pest and lawn industries, the infamous Dan Gordon. Dan, would you like to say good morning? We are recording in the morning. Introduce our sponsors, our topic and our guests okay uh what Take did we top. say first yeah okay exactly <laughs> <laughs> all right anyway dan gordon pco bookkeepers good morning pco MA specialists good morning um and uh our sponsors are pest sure for those who uh have insurance needs or uh, want to check out their insurance for general liability workers comp uh, uh, auto and uh, others uh, specific to the pest industry, that would be pestsure.com. And they are wonderful people. And uh, the other is Cold March by Workwave. If you're interested in digital marketing, uh, that would be coldmarch.com. And uh, also, also wonderful people. So just, just also wonderful people. Yes. <laughs> and uh, the only people who are not wonderful are the people who are doing this podcast. So now <laughs> I think I forgot the guests. The guests are yes. Donnie and I. Yeah. And this is it's funny because so we do these outlines for these things and uh, saw this uh, outline. And this is the, uh, we're going to talk about um, the evolution of Donnie and um, <laughs> his, uh, he's, he was in a little confessional over the weekend while he was uh, making the outline here. But what we're going to uh... talk about is Donnie's journey or winning AI strategy for your pest and lawn business. But as we get into it, you'll see why he, uh, you know. Oh, gosh. So. No, it was kind of funny when you said that because- um... You know, for our listeners, Dan says that my uh, my outline that I so we we independently do these outlines and then we come together and we kind of fine tune them. If it's just Dan and Donnie, if we have guests, we kind of do the same thing. But a lot of times, our guests will come up with their own outlines. But but this is one that we did, and and Dan said that my outline had a feel of a kind of like an altar call. So so here we go. We're gonna. <laughs> Gonna get into that. I um, you know, it's kind of funny. We're, you know, the the topic today is building a winning AI strategy for your pest and lawn business. And let me just put out a few disclaimers before we get into this. Number one, I'm not gonna be talking about the latest AI piece of software that is on the market today. This is more about strategy. So we're gonna keep it very strategic, not as tactical. And the reason is, is because uh, you know, the reality of it is, is that, you know, I could put out a name and within two days, it'd be something else. I mean, I, it's just amazing how much this technology is blowing up. The second thing I would say is, so, so this is going to be more about if you're an owner, 
your high level leader. This is about how to approach integrating AI and why it's important that you should be looking at this and why this is not something that you should ignore, which I think a lot of folks already know that, but just how do you get started, right? The second thing is, you know, we, I, I want to be very careful here because, you know, for me, I have been a little slow in this area, mainly because AI in the last probably about five years, it's been kind of this little like interesting toy to play with, but nothing really tangible and useful that has really changed in the last 12 months. And, and the re and you know, the other part of it is I, we put on here, Donnie's journey. I have been super distracted, right? If you've listened to the podcast, um, I say distracted under the gun, underwater drowning. I don't know. I'm just trying to <laughs> we start. So I went on the CRM buffet and I'm again, we don't name names. And if you've been listening to the podcast at all, you you know that I have tried several of them. And we've been on tour. We're we're on our final stop, at least while I own Triangle. I'm not changing anymore. I'm kind of out of that program. Let me just if you ever want to, if you're ever thinking about changing CRMs, call me because I can walk you through what you're really signing up for. If you're thinking about doing it twice, call me. If you're thinking about doing it three times, call me. If you think about it, doing it four times, you probably should just just sell, right? Don't even, because I'm on my fourth <laughs> and I'm like, I don't want to ever do that again. So so I've been on this CRM kind of buffet tour and we're on our final stop. We've also had a lot of staffing and leadership changes. And so, you know, with all of that at Triangle, it's been, it's been a ton of fun. And I have absolutely been more that's been more of my focus than, than AI. But, you know, now that we're kind of, I feel like we're on the backside of a lot of that, you know, my mindset is, you know, we have hit a different level as a business in terms of revenue, and we have to start looking at how do we build infrastructure for the next level? And, you know, one of the big questions that's been floating around in my head for a long time is where does AI fit into this for us? And and it absolutely is the the, the biggest buzzword ever of our century. It's hilarious. You can't look at a, at a earnings report. You can't listen to a, 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 an investor call without the executives throwing out AI left and right. I mean, they would just say. So, so let me ask you a question. So um, can you, def I agree. You watch CNBC, you watch Fox business news, whatever yeah, AI, yeah. You, they mention AI, oh, the stock yeah. goes up. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah. the new, the new. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yep. But as a business Define what AI is and what why it's important to a business owner. So let's talk about that. That's a great question. Let, and I'm going to start with, I want you just for a moment to think about something that you use today that didn't exist 10 years ago. An example would be if you're going to go like, one of the things that we did over COVID is in... I like to travel a lot. My wife likes to even travel more than I do. And over COVID, you know, my wife was like, let's get out. Let's go. And we, we tried to get out and go visit every state. And it's interesting, right? We would, we would land and we'd get on a smartphone and we'd find an Airbnb and we'd get on a smartphone and we'd find an Uber. And I think every single person that's listening to this podcast has probably had some sort of experience where you are using Uber or you're using Uber Eats or DoorDash or whatever. But but if you think about it, 
had the smartphone not been invented, there are now billion dollar industries, billion dollar companies that have been created because the smartphone came on the scene. You know, there's ride sharing. If you're a 19 year old daughter that I have, there's dating now, right? There's, there's, I mean, there's completely new industries that did not exist simply because the smartphone was created, you know, between the capability of data, GPS coordinates, like all this other capability. And so at the end of the day, the smartphone was essentially a catalyst for a whole new level of technology, a catalyst for whole new industries because of that smartphone was there. Now, you know, it's almost like new things got created because of that. When you think about AI, first of all, AI stands for artificial intelligence. I know all of you know that. But AI is the reason that everyone's so excited about it, at least I think everyone's excited about it, is that this is a new catalyst technology, meaning that we don't know or fully understand or even appreciate what this is going to lead to. We don't know. You know, it is absolutely the defining technology. And this is Donnie's opinion. I think it's the defining technology of our time. And I'm going to get into why I believe that. And, you know, you need to see AI. AI in of, it, in of itself is not that special. What's really special about it is what it can do for you. And so some of the questions that I want to answer on, on this episode is, what does it mean for the pest and lawn industries? At least my opinion on that. What do you need to know as an owner? What you should be focusing on? And the reality is, how do you even go about approaching this new technology? You know, when you think about strategy, strategy is not complicated. Um and strategy is one of those things that takes time and thought. I don't want to get into, you know, specific, like I said, I don't want to get into specific softwares. I just believe that AI is not a fad. And, you know, I'm, I'm sure if you listen, you know, I have a comp sci degree. Computer science is my background, but you don't need that to understand what AI is doing. And you certainly don't need that any kind of background in, in computer science to understand. I, I, what, what you said, I, I really never thought about this, the, the, the uh, smartphone, like it's Uber wouldn't exist without no, the, absolutely and, not. and there's, you know, all of these like dating websites or other types of uh, the e-commerce, the whole e-commerce thing. Yeah. You could use your computer to do Amazon, but I'm going to guess that half of their sales come from, smartphones so so well, ai is blend. the new it is yeah, it's, that, it's the that's pretty neat stuff yeah it yeah. is because if you think about it you can put gps coordinates you know gps coordinates with data and a specific person real time it's it's pretty amazing catalyst technology and ai is the same way so i want to back up for a moment and let's talk a little bit about where my brain's at because in how I'm thinking about this for triangle. And I'm not telling you that you should do this, but you know, I've talked about this before. Dan has called me out on this a couple of times, but you know, triangle, I'm chasing what I consider to be the big kahuna, right? I want to get to triangle to 50 million. That's our big goal. I want to do it in 10 years where we're on track so far. You know, I'm not telling you that we're going to get there. I don't know if we are, but that's it. Right. And the big purpose is, you know, so there's 50 million is the goal. The purpose is, is that I want to build a company full of people who love each other, love what they're doing. You know, they're getting, they're getting paid. Well, it's the dream, right? I mean, it's, it's more than just the money for me. It's all about creating a, an, a business that's truly excellent. That represents me and everyone that's there. And it's something that we can all be proud of. And, you know, and my role as the owner is how do I create that 
And how do I do it in the best way possible that I can make money and actually achieve that goal? Because 50 million in one generation, that's no small feat. I'm doing it without, I mean, we, we've used and toyed with door teams. I think if I had a massive sales team, that would absolutely be possible in, in, in one generation. And I know of a few companies who have done that, but doing it the way that we're doing it, trying to do it high profit, building excellence along the way, it's not an easy thing to do. And so, you know, my role is, you know, seeing five and 10 years down the road and how do I accomplish this? And I will tell you that, you know, my experience with AI thus far has been, I've used it in programming. I've used it in some of our customer service. I've used it in some of our marketing, but, but overall, my experience has been AI has been one of those things that have been, it's again, it's been kind of a toy, but one of the things that I think that we need to think about in our industry is that it has just a massive impact and potential that it has for the service industry. And let me explain why I believe that. So we're in the service business, which means that we sell our people. Meaning specifically, we sell their time. Now, I've used AI um, in creating marketing material. I've used AI in creating software, you know, in, in, in like little scripts and those types of things. And here's what I have learned so far. AI is horrible at like really deep, unique thoughts, if that makes sense. Like real critical analysis, I don't, I'm just not that impressed with AI. You know, you ask AI a question and you ask it to critically analyze something. A lot of times you get kind of boilerplate answers, boilerplate responses. When you, when so, you say you ask AI a question, you mean chat GPT or yeah, Google Bar? Yeah, yeah, or... yeah, exactly, okay. exactly. Okay. I mean, the, the reality of it is, is that, you know, it's a lot of, like you do get answers and it's really cool, right? But Oh, but I've gotten example, answers that were totally off base. Yeah, but, but I mean, but you know, this- For the most of, part, this, it's pretty good. If I were to sit down and write an article, or Dan, if you were to sit down and write an article and it was on something that we really, really, really knew- I think our articles, and this is not an ego stroke at any case, I just think our articles would be very much more in depth than if you were to generate it with AI right now, mainly because it's, it's so, so it's not very good at that, but where AI really, 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 really shines is kind of these easy time consuming task. And if you think about it, and I don't mean this as a knock on our industry one bit, but if you think about what we do in the office, 90% of the time, we answer the phone, we schedule a service, we pay a bill, we update a card. This tasks that we do are not complicated, but they're time consuming. And that's why I think this, I think this is why AI has, you know, such a, a massive opportunity in the service industry, because it can do a lot of these lower level tasks a lot faster, a lot more efficient. And what it does is it saves time. And so it's going to make our industry, really all service industries that do these kinds of things, way more efficient, way, way more efficient. And so for me, you know, that's why I get excited about AI is because I don't, I don't expect AI to tell me the next winning strategy, right? I don't expect AI to, to piece four different pieces of data together and tell me some really complicated or some really thoughtful answer but you know the reality of it is is that if it can if it can interact with my customers if it can sell if it can you know do a lot of these lower level tasks as spending time now that's a huge thing that's a huge so thing. what you're saying is like a csr so 
two ways a lead comes in or two big ways. One is a phone call. The other is a form fill off of your website or whatever, your Google local. So that comes in and what you're saying is, okay, I need a B job. And it never really needs to be touched by a human and that they can, based on the AI, it can say, okay, we have a B job in this town and we've got the X technician, whatever. Aren't our CRMs with their intelligent routing and whatnot, is is that what they're going to utilize or how, how does all this happen? And one of the things that I argued, I think in one of our previous podcasts or an article that I wrote is that you're never going to, that the technician time is the technician time. You're not going to. No, no. You're, you're make that better. Correct. It's, Unless we have a swarm of drones, which you right. don't, don't think for a moment that couldn't happen. But, but right. I, I think in the office, right. Obviously this is where we have the biggest opportunity now, but, yeah. but just back it up. You know, when, when we think about AI and we think about strategy, right. Th- there's really two core concepts that you need to think about. Number one is using AI, using the new thing to do old things. So one would be exactly what you just talked about. Someone calls in or someone, I, I mean, we're, we're recording this on the backside of Labor Day and I cringe at how many people texted us on Labor Day because we were closed and how many sales could have been handled yesterday by AI. Okay. So, so it's using the new thing to do old things. There will never be a time when customers don't need to be scheduled. Sales don't need to be handled. Credit cards don't need to be updated. You know, I mean, even in, you think about even in accounting, Dan, I mean, like how much has AI transformed bookkeeping, bills? I mean, just all in, I mean, it's amazing what it can do. So I mean, the, like, if you if you look at the accounting journals and, and you know, the, the, the people who are kind of out there, uh, you know, sometimes you think that they're crazy, but they're usually the ones that uh, are right. They're going to do away with, um, you know, key punching, right? Yeah. You're not going to, in accounting, you're not going to need a keyboard or a mouse, right? And yeah. and yeah, obviously voice recognition. But if you see it right now, we use something called bill.com and something called Dext. Dext is, you know, what we do is we, you know, you take a picture of an invoice, it gets shot into this bill.com where it codes it. And all you have to do is push a button that says, yep, that's right. Or yep. if it didn't choose the right thing, then you you got to go back to the drawing board. But it's going to reduce. It, it already has reduced accounting uh, time and efficiency for, for, for a lot of people. And just to, for our listeners, I, mean, I think I'll know that that we use Dan and we use Bill.com. And it's pretty freaking amazing. People email you know, invoices and, and all we do is just approve it. You know, it it figures out who the vendor is. It figures out what category it needs to go into. It codes it all. And it's like, is this is this good? Yep. You agree with it? You hit approve, and then boom, you know, you pay it. And it's all done. So anyway, first core concept is to use AI to do old things. The second one is to use the new thing to do new things. And I, you know, when I was preparing for this, I read an article. It was pretty freaking amazing. There's a company out there called Page Software. And this is one of the companies that has actually implemented AI in a useful way to do new things. And what they've done is they've created a platform that allows doctors to identify, diagnose, and treat cancers a lot earlier. And the way that they're able to do that is they're using AI that whenever they look at you know digital pathology images, AI can actually analyze each individual pixel 
and determine abnormalities a lot faster with a lot more accuracy than a human can. And so it can get into, you know, so, so this goes back to the whole idea of like doing these lower level tasks extremely, extremely well. I mean, in this case, this company, obviously, by the way, is killing it. Um, but, but, you know, ultimately th there's going to be a whole nother level of service given by doctors and by hospitals and, you know, anyone that's working in pathology, because now AI is doing a lot of that lower level work. And so, you know, when we get out and, you know, we talk about what's going on now with AI, you know, when AI and, you know, chat GPT first launched, it was all just kind of like, Hey, I can ask it questions. It's got some witty responses and it's the magic eight ball. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, and in the first few rounds, I mean, it, it didn't go so well. I mean, it became right. racist and it was like a bunch of other stuff going on with it and they'd had to shut them down. I think, you know, they've got people behind a lot of them now, but, but ultimately they've gotten a lot of that stuff tuned out, but you know, what we're seeing and where AI is transitioning to now is it's transitioning from this nice little, you know, toy that we play with on the side that it's, we're starting to see a lot of co-pilot applications where, where, you know, we're using AI to handle these lower level tasks. Think about in the case of bookkeeping, where you're just coding in, you know, what a bill is, or you think about a case of, you know, um, you know, where I talked about, you know, this pathology where you're looking at, you know, these, these digital images, now you can have AI doing it. And I read an article the other day, and I'm going to link this one because it's such a crazy article about how now, you know, they're sending fighter pilots out with drones that are all co-pilots. They're all wingmen. And so, you know, you're in the sky now and you've got, you know, six drones with you that are part of your platform. So, you know, your capability now just went tremendous and they're expendable, right? So if a drone goes out and gets shot down, big deal, right? No, no big deal. So they fly in a, so, so your plane is surrounded by the drones. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And what, what are the, what's the function of the drones that are flying around? It you? depends. I mean, there's all kinds of things. I mean, you know, I can't, I, I mean, I, I don't fly fighters. I mean, I, you know, I mean, I'm not in the military anymore, but, but I can see an easy concept where you're going in and you've got a strike that you need to make while you send the drones in, they're going to clear the area. They're going to light up all the, you know, I don't want to get too far into this. This is such an example that I'm going down a rabbit hole, but when you fly into somewhere and there's, you know, there's what's called SAM, so surface to air missiles, those radars light up when you come through and you know where they're at, but they don't turn them on until there's a target because they don't want to, they don't want to disclose their location. Cause once you fire up that radar, now we know what's going on. So you could absolutely send drones in, light up the radars, have drones behind it that takes out those sites. And now you got a package that can go right in again, way far down the road on that. I'm not, <laughs> but that's just Donnie's opinion. I'm, I'm sure there's a lot more. Smart awesome for video games, right? right? <laughs> so, but point of it is, is that what we're seeing now is this transition from, you know, nice little toy, you know, like you said, the magic eight ball into where we're actually seeing people using AI as co-pilot applications. And I think that's a really important point. So the question becomes, you know, where does that help us? I mean, can you imagine a CSR that has, you know, this capability? And I mean, if, if you're a CRM provider and you're listening to this podcast, please, please, please start integrating AI into customer service functions. Um, I know that there's a few out there that are playing with it. To my knowledge, I'm not aware of it. Please correct me if if I'm missing something here. To my knowledge, I'm not aware of any CRM that is using CRM as a co-pilot. I'm sorry, they're that are using AI 
as a co-pilot to assist the CR, uh, the, 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 the customer service representative in terms of scheduling, in terms of billing. Um, I mean, you know, I just think that this is where we need to go. And, and for our industry, this provides the greatest opportunity. And so in my mind, you know, if you're, again, if you're a CRM provider, please start doing this. So the, the vision, the, uh, the fighter pilot, that was a good one. So I'm a CSR. I answer the phone. Tell me how AI, how AI can co-pilot or help me uh, do my job quicker so that I can service more customers. Yeah. So this, this technology already exists and, and we're in the process of implementing this, but, you know, think about, okay, so I grew up in the days of e-myth. We've had Michael Gerber on and, you know, the whole idea behind e-myth is that, you know, your business is your, you know, your business is your product. And his whole thing was standardization, checklists and procedures. My background in flying and in checklists, I took to that. And so you think about how much time it took to write procedures. Okay. So there's writing procedures, there's putting checklists in, then there's training people on what to do. What you can do now is that you can put on AI applications, you can turn them loose on your content, and then you can give that to a CSR and says, okay. And you know, you got to remember what AI is. AI is nothing more. It's not like it's some magic ball, right? I mean, you can accomplish the same things with Google and Bing and those types of things. The only thing that AI does, it, it takes natural language and it's able to understand natural language, which is where you can't do, you know, you can't do that with search. You can't do that with Google. You can't do that with Bing. But if I have this natural language engine and I can talk to it and then it can translate what I'm actually trying to figure out and then pull that knowledge out and provide answers, that's the power of AI. And so now you have a CSR that's sitting there and saying, how do I schedule this customer? And it's going to go through all the procedures that you have written. It's going to go. And by the way, you can do this right now. There's, there's applications that you can you can feed it all your documentation. You can make it specifically just to you. And you can basically create a chat bot for your CSR that will guide them through task, or maybe even do task for them. It says, hey, I have this customer. Here's a contact info. They need an initial service on this date. And then AI can go out and set all of that up for the person. I mean, to me, you know, one of the things it would do is it would allow the CSR, or in this case, maybe an inside salesperson to be way more focused on the customer and a lot less time sitting there waiting for your CSR or your inside salesperson to schedule, to enter the information. Like you think about how much so, of that time. So a brand new customer calls on the phone. One of the things that takes a long time is for a CSR to enter all the information. Yep. How would, how would you see AI doing that? Would you just it would be listening on the phone and just kind of typing in customer name, address, Absolutely. phone number, yep. email. Yep. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I do. I see it doing that. And the other thing is, is, you know, think about, you know, when I think about our CSRs, it usually takes a CSR around six to eight months to really start performing where they understand all the different rules about, well, okay, so I have a route you know, in our case, we offer same day service. And then, you know, we use our software to figure out when a technician is going to be really, really close to wherever the stops at. But, you know, so we train our CSRs. We tell them, Hey, yes, we can come out today. However, a technician is going to be there on Tuesday around nine o'clock with that work. So, so long story short is that a CSR is about six to eight months to really understand all the different rules 
that have to happen that, that you want to respect as you're, cause nothing's ever perfect and nothing's ever black and white, but given all the different constraints, how do you make the best decision? Whereas AI could do that right out the gate. And so for me, you know, I think the biggest help it could do is it's time on these lower level tasks. And like I said, in the office, you know, there's some things that we do are complicated. The vast majority are not, they just are not. And so, you know, given that, I just feel like it's going to be an absolute game changer once we get CRMs that are implementing it, once we get CRMs that are that are pulling it in. Because again, there there's AI programs out there right now. You can say, hey, build me a budget based on this, these percentages and this revenue, and it absolutely will do it. It's kind of crazy. But anyway. How, not, no, no. How would you do that? So if I, would I go to ChatGPT or Google no, Art or like how, no. how do I say, okay, build a budget? So there are, uh, there are AI applications that integrate with Google Docs and Excel, and you basically type in, in natural language that you want with the parameters that you want. And again, I'm not naming software in here, and it will go out and build that budget based on what you just gave it. Again, that's pretty cool. AI is a natural language processor. That's all it's doing. It's, it's nothing, you know, there's nothing that crazy about it. So, so the question becomes is how do you, how do you approach this and how do you get started in your business. And I think probably the very first thing, if you've not done this, you need to do this now. I've done this at Triangle. We bought the $20 chat GPT subscription or whatever. And I had a meeting with all of our leaders. And I said, from now on, you are to use this tool and here's how you use it. <laughs> and, and I'm doing this now. Like I remember back when I first started, um, on emyth and 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 you know we created a a handbook and a checklist and you know whenever you're the business owner especially when you're a younger company you automatically put on this hat of Mr. Answer or Mrs. Answer right everything has to be ran through you and it would drive me freaking eight you know what because I don't want to sit around and make every single decision in the business. And that's why we have an operations manual. That's why we have a checklist. And so I just, when I first put it in, the very first question I asked is like, what does the handbook say? What does the handbook say? And so what I would do is I would train people that they would have to go and look it up first for themselves before they came and asked me, because I didn't want to be the Mr. Answer guy. And so bringing that back, you know, I would say you want your staff to understand the power of it. Like if your marketing people aren't using chat GPT or chat PT or BART or whatever, you're totally missing the boat. There's no reason why you can't push out content every single day. You know, same thing for um, even your operations folks. I mean, Hey, I need to write a training or I need to build an operations manual. or I need to build a procedure. These are all things that can be done today. And all you need to do is pay for the $20 subscription or whatever. And so what is a $20? Uh, what's the difference between yeah, the free version? So there's, and... there's two different algorithms. There's 3.5 and 4.0. 3.5 is free. So if you go to chat GPT and you want to use the 3.5 algorithm, that one's free. If you want to use the newer one that is more insightful, I, there's been times that I thought the 3.5 answer was pretty good. Now I'm, I'm talking strictly programming now. It was better than the 4.0, but a lot, of, but I will say the 4.0 algorithm is way better in terms of conversation and understanding. But is it, is it, uh, I, one of the things with chat GPT is it kind of stopped yes. uh, about a year ago. That is still the more. case. Yep. Even with the, the paid subscription, it's, it's stopped. Still work. Yeah, it is. Because Google, Google Bard, that I, I've been using that. So, you know, I write these articles every month for, uh, you know, I do a column and I've been using, uh, Bard and 
GPT for a while to to help me with the research or even just coming up with topics because each each month I have to come up with a new topic. I stopped using ChatGPT and just Google Bard because it's just so much better uh, well, because it's up to date. And I will tell you for AI research, I am not a fan of ChatGPT. I'm mm -hmm. not. I use Google Bard for that, mainly because it is connected to the internet. I know that Microsoft has plans to connect ChatGPT. I'm not for sure if it's fully connected yet. And I'm sure one of our listeners will let me know or correct me or whatever, but I haven't seen it yet. It is on Google. So for research, I would absolutely use Google for like things like, so, so bringing it back to how do you use it and how do you experiment it? Like for me, if I'm going to write an article or I'm going to have any kind of communication, ChatGPT does a fantastic job of, you know, going back through rewriting your work, making it more clear, streamlining it, you know. So so point is, is that there's a ton of areas that you can use ChatGPT in your business right now if you simply start embracing it and start training your people on it. And I absolutely would do that. And anytime someone asks you something or says, this is going to take this much time, your next, the very next words that come out of your mouth, mouth should be, even with using ChatGPT, I say that all the time. I'm like, it's going to take that long, even using ChatGPT. Like I just, because I want to remind people like you should be using this. So, so first step is start first embrace, then train. The third thing is start experimenting. And I say the very easiest place to start with this is in your marketing in terms of content creation, you know, <laughs> as far as scheduling out posts, those types of things. Second one is AI for your finance, meaning that you can create AI, AI for your spreadsheets and for your budgets. There's a ton of software out there to do that. Maybe we'll have an episode where we'll go through each one of these and tools that you can use for that. I cringe at doing that mainly because, again, as soon as we start talking about it, that freaking that piece of software is going to be out of date. And it'll be something new, right? Just because this field is just blowing up right now. But I, I will tell you, you mentioned something a month or two ago about. Uh, about AI, when you do Google searches, it came up and 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 it asked you, and I said I, I hadn't seen that, and you yeah. didn't know how to hook it up. But uh, about a week ago, I did a search and it came up and said, "Would you start? Would you like to start using yeah. uh, Google Bard?" And and it's pretty cool. Your your searches are no longer just bringing up sites; it's bringing up insights of what you should be looking for. It's, yeah, it's pretty neat. I I like that, and I don't like it. What I don't mm -hmm. like about it is it steers is, you. Here's all of our fellow marketers out there. That's just less real estate for us to bid on. Uh -huh. drives, it, drives me crazy. But anyway. Yeah, but Google's got to figure it out because they own the whole page. They're selling the real estate. And but if they're the taking problem. a good piece of it for themselves, they're losing revenue. So they got to figure that out. Well, my point is now is that you know more and more, the only real estate's available on the first page is paid real estate. And so oh, anyways, absolutely. This, that's absolutely. another conversation. But yeah, so yeah, yeah. there's marketing, there's finance. If you're not using an HR recruiting, you are way past the times here. And and what I was mean by that is that, you know, AI is very good about like you can ask it to create a set of questions for specific things that personality traits you're looking for. We talked about um Colby and Colby index before you can, you can write ads based on a Colby index that you're looking for. I mean, it's just the, the, the options are just unreal. And so, you know, in terms of recruiting, in terms of interview questions, I mean, just, there's so many things that you can use uh, AI for to, again, getting rid of this low level work. And then the last thing is chatbots, And, you know, there are chatbots out there that you can put your content on that can help your CSRs. To my knowledge, I'm not aware of one that integrates with CRMs. I mean, there's 
I think there's LawnBot and ServiceBot, and I'm a little dated on these, and I'm not very familiar with this, and so I'm sure that maybe someone can correct me on some of that. I think there's some attempts to do this, but I haven't seen a huge splash with any of our field service CRMs that I'm aware of. And so anyway, so so the thing here is, first of all, embrace, second, train, third, start experimenting in all the different areas of your life, and then life of your business. And then, you know, the the main thing is just realize the opportunity here, because the reality of it is, is that we all sell time. If you're in the service industry, that's all you're doing. And AI is an absolute game changer when it comes to this in this department, because again, the vast majority of the tasks that we're doing, especially in the office, they're not, <laughs> again, I'm trying to figure out a way to say this without sounding um, like I'm derogatory or whatever, but they're not difficult tasks. They're tasks that AI could easily handle. And so if you're planning for 2024, you absolutely should be you know, figuring out like, how do we use this catalyst technology and how do we embrace it now so that we can take advantage of these time savings that it can do? Because the reality of it is, is that I believe, I believe AI can probably do almost, if not all the things that we do in the office currently in our industry. We just don't have the technology that has been like integrated in with our CRMs yet to get us there. And so, you know, my view on it is, is that if you plan it for 2024 and you don't understand AI, maybe use 2024 for experimenting in all these different areas of your, of your, of your company, make sure that all of your leadership team is, is trained on it and that you're embracing it. You know, and the other, only thing I would say is I'm actually going to be presenting on AI in November. Where so I'm going to be at United. We stand it's, it's here in oh, North, in North Carolina. Carolina. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to go. And I'm going to really dig into this topic a lot more and I'm going to, it'll be part of this podcast, but it's going to be a lot more into the depths of like, this is how we're doing it at Triangle. And here's some things that I think are pretty cool that are coming down the line. Um, but, you know, the, the idea is that it will show more real world uses. But anyway, so point of it is, is that backing it up, you know, how do I create, you know, you know we, this, this episode is all about building a winning strategy for AI. I think the very first thing is, is to recognize the opportunity, recognize that it's an, it's a catalyst technology and it's a massive opportunity for our little corner of the universe, meaning service industries, because it can do a lot of these lower level tasks quite fast, quite effectively, quite efficiently. And so I feel like it's going to be a huge profit lever for the long term. And I would just say, you know, if you've not started to embrace it, start now and build it into your 2024 plan. So Dan, what do you want to add to that? I know I did a lot of yapping on this episode. I think that's it. I, I think uh, if you could get uh, the uh, North Carolina Pest Management Association to allow you to film it, um, and then we uh, just put it out, it, it would be awesome. I Because yeah. this topic is, we're at the beginning here, right? I mean, uh, we were having a discussion the other day about Amazon, right? So back in the 90s, I'm probably a little older than a lot. Back in the 90s, we had a choice. The investment was two bookstores. One was called Barnes & Noble and one was called Amazon. Well, Barnes & Noble went nowhere. And look at what happened to Amazon. That's what's going to happen with AI. Who knows which, you know, which particular uh, uh piece of software within AI is going to be the winner, but AI is definitely where it's going. Well, I will tell you, I am, I have not been this excited about a technology in a really, really, really long time. And, you know, when the smartphone came out, I was excited about it. I thought it was cool. 
I didn't think it'd have that major of an impact on our industry. And it has impacted our industry, but not like it's, you know, it's not like there's been some sort of disruptive technology that has changed pest control. And AI is not going to change the process of pest control, but it absolutely is going to transform our office operations. That's why I'm so excited about it. And so I can tell you that at least for now, my next probably year or two, this is where my brain's going to be because now that I'm kind of through the the altar call here that Dan called it, you know, of, of, of you know, figuring out our CRMs, getting our staffing stuff, you know, figured out and then, you know, getting prepped for the next phase of Triangle, you know, rebuilding our infrastructure, AI is absolutely going to be a big part of our infrastructure. And so this is going to be a journey that I'm going to be on. I'll, I'll be happy to share it on our podcast, but, but ultimately, you know, this is a catalyst technology and, and I, and I firmly believe we need to embrace it. So with that, we're going to call it, we're going to call it an episode, hopefully in 2024. And again, if you've got some cool things that you're doing, you know, obviously we, we have all of our contact info on the, on the podcast website. So just shoot me a note or whatever, but just a reminder that all the resources and topics that we talked about today are available on the podcast website, pmpindustryinsider.com. Just take a look under show notes and we always appreciate any and all positive ratings and reviews we can get on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, or the newly minted platform, YouTube, which is my favorite. And like I always say, if there's something that you don't like, something that's incorrect, something that you want to complain about, anything that makes you angry, mad, or upset, please direct all those comments and complaints to Dan Gordon. And with that, we're going to sign <laughs> off. We'll see, see you all later. next time. Bye-bye now. Bye.